Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can catch us live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific on any of my social media outlets by looking for Trisha Carr Charm or Charmed Life with Trisha Carr. My handles are um, at Trisha Carr Charm is pretty much how you can find it. You can watch live on UBNRadio.com, Channel 1. And we are broadcasting live from the Sunset Gower Studio, Universal Broadcasting Network. You can find the archives of Charmed Life on YouTube.com slash Trisha Carr or the audio podcast on any podcast output, and I'm on iHeartRadio as well, so that's very exciting. And I do hope that you will like, comment, and share. You can also check out my services and classes at trishacarcharm.com. I do one-on-one services as a medium and intuitive counselor and coach, and I have a few classes that I'm offering right now. One is, I'm very excited about, uh, going to be given live, I should say, in December, December 16th and 17th, and it is meet and work with your elemental guides. What are nature elementals? Well, we'll get way into that, but this is basically about being connected to Gaia, Mother Earth, as the spirit guide that she is for us, as well as the many different etheric beings who actually work with us in nature. So we have, I'm I'm not kidding you, we have fairies, we have gnomes, we have mermaids, we have unicorns, and and dragons. These are all the different kinds of topics topics that we're going to discuss and actually understand how to work with them consciously as the guides because we do all have these nature elemental guides, but we don't necessarily know how to work with them consciously. It's not just the stuff of fairy tales. There was a reason why these fairy tales were written because these are actually consciousnesses that work with us and with the planet. So I hope you will check that out. Meet your element, meet and work with your elemental guides. The way you can sign up for it is to um, two different ways. If you're in the Lightworkers Lab, which you hear me talk about all the time, a spiritual community that I am a teacher and a um, moderator in, it's founded by Crystal Ann Compton, who's been on the show many times. So join the Lightworkers Lab by searching the Lightworkers Lab in Facebook, and you'll find the group. And then you can sign up for a Meet Your Elemental Guides at thelightworkerslab.com slash elementals. Or if you want to go directly through my website, go to trishacarcharm.com, select Work With Me, Classes, and then you will find it there, Elemental Guides. It'll have a way for you to register. You just want to follow the prompts to set up um, a membership, and then you will, be, you will be right in line with this live class that I'm going to be setting, um, delivering with you guys on December 16th and 17th. And then also you'll find there my Empowered Empath and Highly Sensitive Intuitive six-week online course that comes with an amazing community that's supportive, and there are live teachings every month in that community. So I, will, I hope that you guys We'll go check out these classes, and I'd love to get to know you better and work together. And uh, all of that actually leads right into my guest today. She is an intuitive empath and a spiritual counselor. She's also a head teacher and guide in the Lightworkers Lab community that I can't stop talking about. And if you're into this content, join the Lightworkers Lab. But l- allow me to welcome Stephanie C. Wyman to Charmed Life. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to connect with you this way and to allow everyone to hear about the work that you're doing. So uh, actually, will you tell everyone right up front how they can get in touch with you and the kind of work that you do? Absolutely. Uh, 
So I do have my uh, Spirit and Sage Healing business. Uh, I usually do have a website uh, that I do I do have, but right now I'm revamping it. So oh. it is not up and running right at the moment. But you can uh, contact me through my Facebook page, uh, Spirit and Sage Healing. And uh, you can message me there, contact me there, no problem. Uh, and I am, as you said, an a intuitive empath. So basically the work that I do is I connect with people's energy and through their energy, uh, I receive intuitive information that helps me to assist people uh, with any questions or insight or clarity that they are searching for. Beautiful. From the, from the higher divine source. This, yeah. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. Right. And and uh we connect on that empathic nature thing. <laughs> we yes, talked we, we talked about that a lot. We had a, a retreat with the Lightworkers Lab last month and Stephanie and I spent a lot of time together talking about our sensitivity and how to have it actually serve us rather than us being a master to it. <laughs> Yeah, Trisha taught me a lot over that weekend, I will tell you that. Oh, that's sweet. Well, thank you. Well, Stephanie, would you uh, mind sharing with us a little bit about your journey as well? What brought you to the work that you're doing today? Uh, Well, you know, it's funny because there seems to be, you know, so many people who seem to know that there's something going on when they're kids. Uh, But with me, I didn't really understand that I was an empath uh, as a child. Now I can see that obviously in hindsight. And uh, it took me until about, I would say 10 years ago where I really started to understand and see the bigger picture of things. And I started to realize that all of my feelings or all the feelings I was feeling weren't all of my own. And I didn't even know what to call it at that point. So uh, I started to really research and educate myself. And that really led me into metaphysical education on my part and learning that I did have, I do have other abilities in connecting with people and gaining intuitive information. So once I started really diving in and teaching myself essentially at that point uh because there wasn't really i wasn't too too much into the internet to connect with people uh i started to realize that there i had more abilities there and about five years ago i had uh, one of my best friends who was very connected as well uh, kept telling me stuff you're a healer you're a healer you need to know you need to tap into this and i started to actually listen to her finally <laughs> And uh, she really helped me along the way there. And I have to say, about three years ago, she did pass away. And ever since she passed away, I really feel like she's been kind of guiding me from Mm -hmm. the other side and really helping me to, to grow my abilities and to connect with other people and to do what I'm doing now. That's beautiful. I'm so sorry for your loss, but how wonderful she was a guide for you in this life and she still is. Isn't that wonderful? You know, and a lot of times our spirit guides, uh, even if they're ancestral or they're someone that we knew, we may not have had a really special relationship with them that we noticed in this life, but, you know, they can still go be on the other side as a guide for us. So that happens sometimes, but it's really cool when it is sort of a through line too. And you have that. That's beautiful. And uh, 
Well, we wanted to talk today about something that is near and dear to my heart. We wanted to talk about the spirituality of trees. Stephanie yeah. recently gave a class on this in the Lightworkers Lab, and it was beautiful. And actually, in the class that I mentioned, Meet and Work with Your Elemental Guides, that is actually a part of what we will actually, that is a topic that is covered in that class because trees are spirit guides for us. Trees are, I mean, incredibly, I mean, just impactful in our lives. And Stephanie, you had, you shared some really wonderful information about that. Tell me how you became inspired and, you know, what is it, what is your, some of your perspective about how trees work with us? Well, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing because I've always felt so connected just being outside in general and in nature. And I seem to do my best meditation when I'm outside. I get ideas and insights when I am outside meditating with the trees in general. Mm. So I really I felt like I needed to dive in and really explore this more. And <clears throat> I started working on this class, Spirituality of Trees, uh, a few months ago. And I had this whole class laid out. And then about 4 o'clock in the morning, about a month and a half ago, I woke up as a spirit loves to mess with us in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it really came to me of how I really wanted to present the class and how it all came together to me. So I got up 4.30 in the morning and I just started typing it all out. And for me, again, it's not, it, it's really about trees. As you said, they are spirit guides and it is very much, which is, includes nature. But for me, it was all about trying to connect how we can relate to trees through our chakra system yes. and through our different chakras and how each one of our chakras can really correlate to trees and, and you can really kind of combine our, our chakras and how I think the trees have chakras as well mm -hmm. and how it connects that way with us and the trees. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> It completely makes sense to me. You see, the chakra system is there. It's basically, I'm just, I'm not telling you, Stephanie, I'm telling folks who yeah. are listening who may be like, what's chakra? I've heard that before. What is that? Some kind of Indian food? But <laughs> <laughs> chakras are, are basically just organizing energy centers. They organize energy and how they, as Stephanie is saying, that trees have chakras as well. Everything in nature has this organizing energy kind of system. And yes, we, we, everything in nature actually develops very similarly. And that's why our chakra system is mirrored in the same way that a tree chakra system is. They may have more and we, or some different ones, but those basic ones, that basic structure is there. Uh, that goes for plants, that goes for animals, it goes for anything that actually develops and has some sort of, um, you know, spectrum of development really so definitely the basic ones and the way that you outlined it in your class Stephanie is I completely agree and um, so that's what chakras really just to give you a little more information about it we we have like the main seven ones that are located in our bodies or aligned with our physical body and each is requisitely managing the energy the input and out give to 
um, the requisite dimension. So like the our first chakra, which is the root chakra is what we call it, is managing the kind of like a highway system, the energy that is flowing to and from the first dimension, just to give you guys an idea. You know, this is a multidimensional universe. So um, I hope you don't mind. I just popped in there to talk about that no, a little bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, and it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, please. And yeah, and, and like you said, for for specifically, let's say for the root chakra, which is the I am, mm. uh, it really you can really relate that with trees as to the roots of the trees, and that is our our stability and our survival mm. and our life force. And I really feel that with, it really helps them to hold true to their authentic stance mm. and the fact that. They can bend but not break, and that's because of that root you have, that they have, and that totally correlates with with us as people and the roots that we we create within ourselves, and how we have to really work on that, work on work on our inner roots and our inner work in order to to let everything else grow, and that's just the beginning. And <clears throat> I also find it fascinating too that. You know, for people, you know, as light workers and intuitives and psychics, you know, we're all always kind of reaching up to the divine and into the ether and looking for that high vibration being to come in contact with when in all reality, we have to be able to connect with Gaia and Mother Earth and our roots in order to have that perfect balance in order to really come into contact with what it is we're searching for. Yes, definitely. Like you said, it's it's the authenticity of a tree. Our authenticity is actually that we are physically expressed. We are yes, of course we understand as we're seeking our spiritual nature that we are much more spirit than we are physical, but we came down with that fullness of intention from that spirit to be physical. So it's really the authenticity. It's how we actually ground anything. That is that is the truth of who we are. I lo- and I love that you said it, it helps us to bend, you know, it helps us to be stable yeah. and to bend by being rooted yeah. in that way. You know, before bend to not break, exactly. So beautiful. And, you know, before we get a, any, a little bit further into this topic, I actually do want to share with you folks my sponsor this week for this episode. And I think it's really appropriate because the sponsor is Love Pop, which is a greeting card, more than a greeting card company. But, you know, of course, greeting cards, this beautiful message of love that we send to one another. And it's actually a, a tree has given us the, the paper for it. And I think that's really gorgeous. So like I said, it's called Love Pop. Love Pop creates intricate 3D laser cut paper cards in the Asian art form of slice form kirigami. Love Pops are more than just cards. They are unforgettable gifts that you can send in an envelope. Each one is laser cut, hand assembled, and designed to surprise and delight. The purpose of every Love Pop is to create a moment of connection between you and the people you care about. And I think they're really so beautiful, and I'm so excited to send them out as gifts this year. You see, I can really see this is how this is what they look like. Isn't that amazing? Because they really are artwork. And I can just, I know I'm going to be sending this one to my mother-in-law, and I know she's just going to put this on her little Christmas display mantle. <laughs> and she doesn't watch the show, so I don't think that I'm spoiling anything. <laughs> but my friend, I have a friend who does watch the show, so the spoiler alert for this. This is actually his Chris, excuse me, his birthday card 
because his birthday is in December. And we have a really special connection, he and I, with owls, a spiritual connection. And so I can just imagine this going on an altar, which we spiritual people tend to have altars where we do our meditation and our prayer. And I mean, I just think that they're really incredible. And I'm so excited that they decided to allow me to show this beautiful work at the right time of year. We hope that Love Pop can share, help you to share the joy of this holiday season with your friends and family. And so to unlock special pricing for five or more cards and to get free shipping on any order, you can go to lovepop.com slash charmed. That's like my show. Again, unlock special pricing for five cards and get free shipping on any order by going to lovepop.com slash charmed. We really appreciate appreciate our sponsor this week. Don't you think it's cool, Stephanie? That it's a green that's card. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the synchronicities are amazing because Stephanie and I just started getting the show together this week. It was after I had this sponsor already lined up. So I think that that spirit is saying, "Hey, y'all, that's a good partnership." <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> perfect. So, um, and by the way, I should mention that we are taking calls three two three five two four two five nine nine. But let's do get back to our topic. So the root chakra and how we can relate it to a tree, Stephanie was saying, it's our authenticity. It allows us to be grounded and to bend and not break. And it is the I am. And because it is like the manifestation. It is the, that uh, authentic point of being spirit that is creating in this space. And so what's next, Stephanie? How, what, what do we look at next? So next, uh, I would go to, obviously, the sacral chakra, which is the second chakra, which is the all about the I feel. Yes. And how I relate that, where it comes to trees and their spiritual nature is uh, with communication. Trees have such an amazing communication system with each other. Mm. Uh, they literally, if, if, you're, if there's a grove of trees, and one of them is unhealthy or is not doing well, all of the rest of the trees will send all of their their nutrients and, and their water and, and all of their basic life force to this one tree that that is in need, that is that is in dire need of help. And that is really all about the collective and seeing the bigger picture and the betterment of of all, and it's it's not just about you. It is about the collective, and I feel like this really comes into the sense of that this is how light workers, you know, psychics, intuitives, really feel every day, and it's something that more people should really, I feel, should really connect with. That it's it's not just about you. But it is about that communication and sensing and feeling of everyone around you and everything around you. And it's amazing to me how that's just innately how trees are. And that's their nature. It's all about the collective. It's the bigger picture. It's so beautiful. Yes, it is a wonderful demonstration of how we are. Uh, how this is an ecosystem. And it, it should be noted that the trees that send the nutrients to the tree that is in need, they don't do it to their detriment to where they actually kill themselves because then now right. everybody has to send nutrients to that tree. You know, They keep right. themselves sustained and they support uh, the whatever is in the ecosystem because we need everything to be healthy. 
And so it's a, I think it's a beautiful lesson about unity and it's a beautiful lesson about self-love and of course about compassion and supporting one another. You know, they actually demonstrate science looks at trees and can we can actually we're taking a cue from trees about, you know, when we say we're sending we're supporting one another, we would use energy and trees use energy. Everything is energy. But they actually have a fungus called mycelium and science looks at it and they see that there is actually a mycelial network, which is how they communicate. So basically with this fungus, but a tree with this fungus can send that it's just a little bit more it's a little denser than say just a thought or an emotion and they can send it thousands of miles they can send this through the through their mycelial network they can communicate and we do the same thing so essentially even though they seemingly are using something that is physical and you know localized or something they can use it in a manner that seems completely non-physical and non-local isn't that cool that's amazing it it really is and it kind of makes me think about also I was just reading an article about uh, crown shyness Mm. for trees Mm. and how uh, if you look at the tops of of certain trees, uh, you know, that maybe, you know, we're very close to each other, how they won't exactly, they'll grow until the point where they don't touch and you can almost see, yeah, just like that. (laughs) And and that really is fascinating because it is like the energy, obviously, that, that they're feeling. It's not. You're right necessarily all physical and it's really so fascinating it's their aura they're like okay here's my aura <laughs> yeah, yeah you know you everyone needs their three feet of space around them <laughs> this is my dance space <laughs> exactly exactly this is my dance space this is yours <laughs> yeah that's wonderful and yeah. stephanie and i are both empaths and you know we tend to be very sacral uh, dominant the empaths yeah. do <laughs> so yeah. you know, we get this <laughs> we have to learn how to be the tree that isn't giving out too much of their energy because that isn't helping that is not the healing work <laughs> exactly because if you can't take care of yourself you cannot help anybody else around you exactly. <laughs> you know and and it is again it really is about the collective and about taking care of everybody and everything and you know, trying to get out of that it's all me mode, which mm-hmm. which is hard to do because, you know, that is self-preservation, but there is more to it than that. So yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so what is next? Next we have okay, solar plexus. We have, uh, we have our solar plexus, yes, which is our I do. Mm-hmm. And with this, I feel that that really shows, uh, brings out trees' personalities mm-hmm. and their creativity. Because uh, trees do have personalities, yes, and you can see like if, if you have a backyard and you have trees, you know there's that one tree that the grandfather tree that mm. that's kind of uh, in charge of of all the other trees in the space, and then you will have the the baby seedling or the you know the baby sapling tree that's just growing and is new, and then you have the tree that's just so beautiful to look at. And you just want to stare at it, and it's just gorgeous, and you just love the aesthetic, the aesthetic beauty of it. And then you have, let's say, a weeping willow tree, which for me, I really think about as a kid, is that's the playful tree where mm. you can play under it, and it gives kids that little shelter to have forts. And it really just goes to show you that, just like us, trees have personalities, and it it gives them the opportunity 
to really show that creative side of, of who they are, or what they are, or what they're representing individually and not as a whole collective. Right. Uh, so, you know, they all, all trees serve different purposes and show their creativity through that way, just as we do through our solar plexus. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. I keep saying beautiful. <laughs> do I have do I have I any more vocabulary? Saying. But I'm just I'm just like in tree energy, and that's there's not there's not much more I can say. <laughs> I love that. Yes, the solar plexus yeah. is the personality. Solar plexus is the third chakra, and oh, yeah. so it is managing that third dimensional identity. And so it makes a lot of sense that it's the personality of the tree, just like it is basically the personality of, of the human. Yes, and 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 again, it's the I do, and it's really it, it shows you, you know, shows that personality trait of who we are and what it is that we do to make us the unique individuals that we are. Yes. And it's the same with and it's the same exact thing with the trees. It's really fascinating to me once I started diving into this. Yeah, that is great. How how similar we really are <laughs> with the trees. Yes, so. definitely. Yeah. And next we have heart chakra. Next we have a heart chakra, which is I love. Mm. And for me, what I really got from from this uh, from the heart chakra when it comes to trees is the unconditional love that every single tree has. And what I mean by that is how they're always there. They are always providing shelter. Uh, they are always providing homes for birds and animals. And it's no matter what, no, no matter what's going on in the world, they are always there taking care of everything or everybody else. I mean, even us for, for people, you know, we, we have houses that are built mm-hmm. from trees and it just shows you that unconditional love that was always there. They're always giving, they're always giving forth anything they can to better, to better any animals, birds, people's lives, everything. And I really feel that that is something that, again, is just an, an innate part of, of their nature and of who they are. And that really correlates with us. You know, when you you love, when, you, when you're into your, you really connect with your heart chakra, you know, as a mom, it's that unconditional love that I can really relate with. Mm. And, you know, not even just as a mom or a parent, but as a person and caring and loving anybody in your life, you're going to have that unconditional love. It really correlates to me with that, with the heart chakra, with, with how the trees take care of all of us as well. They're always taking care of us. And the heart, the heart is related to the breath. And of course, we know that trees filter and provide oxygen for us. So great. Yeah, yeah great yes. point. Absolutely. And I, love that. I have an experience that I, I'm sure I've shared on the show before. I remember sharing it. And, well, you know, I'm an animal and nature communicator as well. We actually can communicate with elements of nature. They are consciousnesses. They are sentient, just like everything is sentient. Everything has um, energy. Everything is energy. And where there is energy, there is information. So there's this tree, Stephanie. I don't know if you've heard me tell this story or not. If you have, I apologize. <laughs> telling you no, again. No. <laughs> I actually have two really uh, significant stories about connecting and communicating with trees where I learned something really powerful about the universe and about 
you know, being. So this one tree, I was on walking on my favorite trail and I kind of went off the trail a little bit to see, look at this gorgeous tree. He was just so, I say he, you know, they're they're androgynous, (laughs) but it just, it feels, I anthropomorphizes them for my benefit a little more if I give it a gender, (laughs) but his energy did feel a little, a little bit masculine the, the way I was relating to this tree. And so this tree had carved in, and again, I'm relating it to my own body, but in this large branch that came off, like it would be related to an arm on a person, carved in it very deeply the name Lomeli. And I saw it and I got sad and I connected with the tree and I I apologized to the tree, like on behalf of humans. And I felt him say to me, oh, no, that's okay, because when that happened, I healed him too. And oh. yeah, so just so unconditional. I, just got the chills. I know. <laughs> so beautiful. And I was like, oh, and he gave me a picture of him actually giving this person the, you know, energy, literally giving him energy, but also just being a board for him to express whether it's his ignorance or his pain or his need to say, I am, you know, or, or I do, you know, I'm low belly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and the tree and the tree was surviving and it was there and you know it's been a few years I think since this happened two or three and it's still there. I mean it was it's carved so deeply into this tree and I, I refer to the tree as Lomeli <laughs> when I go yeah, visit Lomeli, the tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually have not heard that story. That's oh, okay. really amazing. Oh good. <laughs> I have I have another tree communication story I'm going to save for um toward the end of the show but um okay. let's let's so yes, the unconditioned of how trees support us. And yes, we are everything that we're using at all times. This comes up to me when, when folks are talking about diet. And because people sometimes are engaging in their diet with a lot of fear, whether it's because they, uh, how, whether or not they want to eat animal-derived products, or even if it's organic or not. And yeah. I think it's great to bring your awareness into all of those areas and to choose your diet according to what your body and your heart is telling you to. But the thing to know about it is that when we're in fight and fear and despair about how this is happening, then we actually aren't we aren't on the healing side of it. You know what I mean? Like extending compassion to people who don't know how to treat animals appropriately or that organic, you know, the chemicals are actually damaging all of us and the entire planet. Extending compassion to them is actually the way to bring awareness into it. And the thing is that we overlook the fact that trees, that we actually don't really know how to how to choose sustainable houses, you know, like it's yeah. uh, so we can't feel guilty about it and say like, well, my gosh, I don't know what my house is made of. First of all, we can actually redeem the the materials by extending awareness, compassion, and connection to the materials that are here. Even if, for all we know, they were horribly harvested. I don't know. There's no way to know. I don't well, think there's any way to know. Yeah. How do you find that out? You really can't. Yeah. And that's not the point. And the trees are not suffering at this point, especially not if we can connect with love to the the tree or or the minerals as well, whose uh, lives and bodies were transformed so that they could support us. Honoring it is actually the highest thing that we can do and sending that love to them. And we bring our awareness into it. That's actually what what is going to allow us to make changes in this plane. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And it also makes me think too, and wonder to get maybe even a little bit deeper is that 
maybe with the trees that this is their their path of their life that mm-hmm. some of them will be harvested yeah. as you said and and unfortunately it's not always going to be in the best ways possible uh the most compassionate ways possible but uh you know how we talk about how we have chosen our our life path uh before we've even yes. come to this life maybe it's maybe it's the same for trees as well and they have chosen that path as as well so it just just something else to think there to really right. to really blow our minds. <laughs> yes, to honor the the path that that has been chosen. That's oh yeah. that actually leads me to the second story. But I'm going to wait a second because okay. <laughs> I want you to talk about throat chakra. Yes, throat chakra, which is I speak, hmm. and uh, this I really love when it comes to uh, correlating with the trees here with with this with this chakra, the throat chakra as it is again, I speak. And for me, listening to the trees, uh, like I said before, uh, I do my best meditations when I'm outside, just listening, listening to nature and listening to the trees. And I listen to the rustling of the leaves. It really gets me into that perfect meditative trance state quicker than anything. And beyond that, you think about how the trees do speak to us through every season. Uh, so in the autumn, as, as the leaves are changing color and the leaves are falling, it's really teaching and speaking to us about letting go and, and letting go of the things that no longer serve us or mm-hmm. things that no longer benefit us. Then you get into winter and you have the bare trees and you watch and, and see how they weather every storm. I mean, I, I live in the Northeast. So we get quite quite a bit of the storms uh, in wintertime. And, and you see how they weather through it. And they weather through the winter. And then comes spring. And you see the new buds and the new growth on the trees, which speaks to us of embracing these new beginnings and new birth. And everything beautiful start just starting all over again. And how we can, how we can really connect with that into what it is that we want to start over again and what we want to start building up again. Mm-hmm. And and then in summertime where you see the trees just soaking in all the sunshine and the rain and all just the beauty of that summer weather and how they just appreciate and, and just take it all in. And to me, this, this throat chakra and the I speak, the trees speak to us in so many ways and with every season, there's a new message that we can learn from them. Yes, that's great. I love that. And the the uh, the flowering and you know the fragrance that are if a tree flowers, you know that's that's a way of expressing. You know that is yeah yeah contributing to to the manifestation of the entire field. I love it. That's great. Exactly. And and then again, that kind of you know how all, all the chakras are connected how what, what you just said with the flowering and that's an individual part of them which goes back to uh that that sacral chakra of of the creativity yes. or no i'm sorry the solar plexus and um really showing your personality side of it too so it really does all connect together in one way that's or cool. another like that right absolutely the flow and, yeah. and so next we have third eye. Third eye, which is I see. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, uh, when, I, when I am outside and I am, I am amongst the trees, 
I really can appreciate the act of just being. And again, if I keep looking out over here, it's because there's a tree right outside my window I'm just <laughs> staring at. So don't mind me. I'm sorry. I keep, I keep drifting over here. Um, but it does it really, it, I really learn how to just be. And when I am outside amongst nature and amongst the trees and I'm meditating, that's where I have learned to see with my eyes closed mm-hmm. and see everything. I can see more than just with my physical eyes with this way. And I've learned to use all of my senses. You learn to hear everything. You learn to smell everything. You learn to feel everything. And it really just opens you up, which has such a correlation with our third eye chakra. Uh, because once that does open, it, it's, a, it's a part of your awakening as mm. a spiritual person. And with trees, it's just something that's just there, just to be, just to feel it all, just to sense it all. And it's just a part of who you are and who the trees are. That's beautiful, too. You know, um, Jarvis, do we have time to take a call and also to get to the crown chakra afterward? How are we doing on time? We got 10 minutes? Okay. I think we can do that. Stephanie, how about we take a caller? And then after that, we will talk about the crown chakra. Perfect. Hi, you're on the air. Who is this? Hello. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. That is my mother's name. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yay. (laughs) We have Stephanie on with us today. And what's on your mind today, Marilyn? Well, I am in a a time of really next level transition. Um, I actually felt guided to leave my job through a series of not so pleasant, you know, um, experiences uh, with my coworkers. Mm. Felt very confident when I left the job. You know, a little scary, but you know, I I, I was okay. And then, oh, uh, within the week of me leaving the job, everything fell apart. I don't know if I'm going to even have a home mm. um, too much longer. You know, I have a family, so not just me that I'm concerned about and uh, I just I have no idea what's going on (laughs) I'm so sorry I'm so sorry to hear that Stephanie do you have uh, any any support or any guidance you're picking up Uh, Marilyn yeah I I'm I'm feeling that this is this is definitely a learning experience for you uh, is is what I'm getting and and not to be cliche, but I mean, you, you are going to come out the other end and you are going to be stronger for this. Um, I, I'm really feeling, though, that this is something that, that there's a lesson here and I'm not sure what it is. I can't say exactly what it is, but there, through these hard times is when we can really dive deep. And I feel that maybe there is some definite, uh, some definite inner work that that you need to really connect with here in order to get you through, which will make you stronger in the end. I feel like it could be counterintuitive, but it's actually a really good time to um, spend half a day just being relaxed, peaceful, and trying to find some clarity. Because when 
you know, it was a strong decision for you to leave the job, and it isn't negated by the fact of where we are now, but now is all that exists. So in order to find the strength and empowerment in the now is how you can figure out how to make the right decision. It feels to me like there you can, if you can find that clarity, it's going to become obvious to you about what job to pursue now. You don't have to I know you're thinking, do I have to go back? And I can't even go back. No, that isn't on the that isn't on well, the Well I can't go back. You can't go back. <laughs> no, but I, I applied to other jobs. That's okay. that's kind of what I wasn't panicking. Yeah. You know, I kind of was like, oh God, okay, this this is not expected. This is a little tragic. I'm gonna push through. Applied, had all these wonderful interviews and then the energy just died and yeah, everything sank. Keep, so take take a so moment. So that's when the panic. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. So so take a cue from the field. You know, take a cue. Right now, there isn't a response coming. So that means for you to go within. And it, like I say, it seems counterintuitive because you're like, but I need to take action. I'm just talking about a half a day because I know we can take time off or we'll have days off or we're not working. But mm-hmm. there's still something to having a very conscious several hours or half a day uh, or a day of doing work and we're finding deep peace and clarity because double down, double down on the empowerment, double down on this, something good is coming of this, double down on, I wonder what exciting will come of this, double down on all of that feeling, even if it feels challenging, double down on it. The way that you were able to move past the job and for, for empowered reasons, things that were caring for yourself and taking care of yourself, do that again right now. And all you need is one call all you need is one job to hire you all you need is and that one can happen tomorrow so today it's sunday anyway (laughs) spend the the rest of the day uh being don't go on the internet and be panicking um do everything you can to find peace and clarity in this moment and double down on that empowerment that's actually what serves us and and know know that you will be okay yeah like feel that feel that you will be okay and you will be. And, and that's just what it is. You will be. And you and sit in the expectation, just like the trees sit in the expectation when they are in need, that the cooperative components of the universe will bring it to you if you can sit in the expectation of it. If, because if we sit in the expectation that I'm always supported, that, you know, my whether it's God or your guides or angels, however you see it, are rushing to help you, that it, then we can actually see how the help is coming. If we're in panic and we're in and we're not in the acceptance of of the you know, support, we won't be able to see it, you know, we just yeah, won't be able to. Yeah. So we got to feel it. Well, good luck with that. Please do call us back good and give us luck, an update. Marilyn. Yes. Many blessings. All to All right. You. Thank Steph- you very much. Steffi and I will send, send you some prayers today. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for everything. Thanks for calling. You're welcome, honey. All, All right. Thank you. All right, Stephanie, let's talk about the crown chakra. Yes, the crown chakra, uh, which is the I understand. Mm. And uh, the one that I feel like so many people, when when you really start to dive into your awakening and your abilities, everyone wants to go to the crown chakra. Uh, And when it comes to the trees, um, you know, you you see that the tops of the trees and you see how it's reaching up into the sky and their energy is reaching up into the ether and they're also receiving energetic transmission mm. from from the higher vibration uh, beings and from our angels and their guides and and from the ether and it's 
it's amazing to me how when you see you can see them reaching up into the ether like that and but they have the perfect balance of being so grounded yes. as well mm -hmm. and i feel like that's something that we always strive for every single day at least i do yeah. uh as people you know who really have to work with you know with our abilities and growing them it's not just reaching up into the ether and into the higher vibration but it's also being able to appreciate that as well as appreciate being grounded through our roots so it's all just very connected and the energy flows from from the top of the trees all the way down through to the roots and and into gaia into mm -hmm. mother earth and to me that is the perfect explanation of having that perfect balance i love it yes definitely and you know, I think it's really cool. You said that how you said the crown chakra is the statement of it is I understand, and we mostly stand under trees. <laughs> They're mostly yes, taller yes. than us. It's <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we can stand under a tree and receive understanding. <laughs> that is yeah. wonderful. I love that, Trisha. <laughs> I know that is great. Um, well, we do have just a few minutes left. I want to share my story because it's actually. Yeah. I want to share, um, it's, it's a children's book is how this story of my communication came about. But before I get into that, Stephanie, will you please tell everyone again how they can get in contact with you for services and the different works, the different work that you're doing. And then I'm going to talk, yeah. I'm going to share my story. <laughs> yes. Uh, Spirit and Sage Healing, uh, is my Facebook page. Uh, you can just look up Spirit and Sage Healing. And I do have a closed group as well called Intuitive Stash, which is, a growing community uh, where I do offer some free readings and free classes and uh, it's a great community of people who share experiences uh, we educate each other and um, but through my spirit and sage healing main Facebook page uh, you can look up my services there I do offer uh, reading services and one-on-one uh, -on -one readings and intuitive counseling as well so Wonderful. Thank you so much. And the story that I want to share, I actually re remember or thought about sharing it when I was listening to this Spirituality of Trees class that you that you gave in the Lightworkers Lab. And you mentioned, I think it was when you were talking about the solar plexus, how a tree demonstrates will. And so <laughs> this is actually yeah. my story is about connecting with the tree. One day when I, just like the other story, I was walking on a trail and I put my hands on this tree and one hand was in an area that was exposed to sun and the other one was in shade. And as I did that, I heard with my with my actual ears, I heard someone say, Will. And yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's interesting. Is that your name? Like I was just kind of like allowing it to be a part of my experience with the tree. And then I heard it again. Will. And no one answered this unseen voice. I was on a trail. And so I really do think it was a clairaudient with my physical ears moment. And as I leaned wow. into it, I felt on the tree and I said, wow, that's how, that feels really neat how my hands were on one cool spot and on a warm spot. And then I felt the communication come from the tree. And the tree said to me, thanks, I made that just for you. And I, oh I was like, what are you talking about? And he was explaining that he grew there in this moment so that we, he grew there all so that we could experience this moment. And just basically that every single moment 
is intelligently and thoroughly thought out and selected and as, is as important as any other moment. And so I shared this experience with who I call Will, the tree, <laughs> to uh, a friend. And we actually co-wrote a children's book called Will the Tree. So I'm going to share it with you. It's just a poem, really. And I'm going to be, uh, this tr- this book is going to become available in December. So this is why I wanted to share it, too. <laughs> it couldn't be more perfect. That's so, amazing. Thank- Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. So my friend, well, her name is T.L. Preston. Uh, we co-wrote this. So uh, Jarvis is going to put up the artwork. I'm going to just um, share this poem of the book with you guys, and then we'll close the show. So I will say thank you, Stephanie, if you thank for you. coming on the show and sharing your, your wisdom and your passion about trees. I, I, I It's mutual. I share it with you. Thank you so much, Trisha. I appreciate it. Thank you. And so this is Will the Tree. Have you ever thought to talk to a tree? If you asked it a question, what would the answer be? If you want to know what a tree's all about, I have a story to tell that will leave you no doubt. I went for a walk, as I am known to do, to clear my head and enjoy the view. As I wandered along, a thing caught my eyes, a ginormous tree of incredible size, a magical tree, and although it was fall, it had all its leaves and was 80 feet tall. I saw all the things that you would expect— branches and birds, and a crawling insect. I leaned against the tree with its great big round base, its canopy, shade from my body and face. Will, said the tree. Wait, what did I hear? I looked all around, but no one was near. Will, I heard it again, but there was no one to see. Could it be possible this tree was talking to me? Is that your name? I asked sheepishly. My voice finally freed. Call me what you like, the, word tree, the, the tree's words filled with glee, but a name I don't need. The tree continued, why such surprise? We're made of the same stuff. We're all souls in disguise. I felt in my heart what the tree said was true. Somehow, this conversation was both old and brand new. I asked Will the tree, what's important to know? He said, for this moment... I chose this spot to grow. I asked, how's that true? I'm only here for a minute. Is there something more special I'm supposed to sense in it? All moments are special. Each choice is a gift. Nothing's more precious than giving you a lift. My heart filled with joy. I felt humbled and great. Will the tree and I were brought there by fate. And as I departed, I felt a promise unspoken to honor each moment with Will's words as a token. Will you take the time to talk to a tree, to ask it a question? It's worth it. Trust me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.